How'd they pull that rabbit out of their hat? Six, nothing. Sabres over the Kings. We'll recap it here. Some of my experiences from watching that in row 10 in section 118. Coming up here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Joe DiBiase on the show today. We're going to talk a lot about this Sabres win over the LA Kings by a 6 to nothing score on Tuesday night. I was at the game. I was in the crowd. That was a fun game to attend, at least in the final 20 minutes of hockey. Uh, Not so much in the first 40 minutes of hockey, but a win. Nonetheless, we will update you on where the Sabres are in the standings, where some of their players sit in terms of stats as they are continuing, continuing to get crazier and crazier. And also one around the league thing that I've got for you about Alex Ovechkin today uh, on a historic night for Ovi. So all that ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Again, you can check us out on YouTube uh, where you can like and subscribe the show there. Uh, And you can watch the show, of course, because, you know, why else would you be on YouTube? You got to have some visual element to it. So your visual element is me. You can see what hat I'm wearing today. You can see the fancy little logo up here in the top right. You can see our Sabres flag over here on the back end. Drew Bledsoe or Stu Barnes, bobbleheads. We got it all for you. Uh, so check out the show. Uh, all right, 6 nothing. It was one of the most boring games that you could possibly imagine through the first two periods. The LA Kings, I mean, they really are trying to be, at least in this game, were trying to be the early 2000s New Jersey Devils. They did not want to play A lot of hockey in that game. They wanted to get that game to overtime. They wanted to get that game to a shootout. They wanted to play defensive. They wanted to clog up all the lanes. They did not want to play up and down with this Sabres team. And for 40 minutes, they were able to do so. They were able to limit the Sabres' chances. The Sabres had four shots on goal in the first period was all. A brutal, brutal total uh, in the first period. Kings dominated play into the early second. The tide started to shift a little bit at the midway point, but the Sabres really didn't hit put their foot on the gas until the third period and after they had taken the lead. Now, once the Sabres took the lead, you know, it was I saw a good tweet actually that I'll bring up here from High Press Hockey. Uh, and he said instantly, once the Kings got down one nothing, they started to actually have to play hockey and the wheels fell off. And that is exactly what happened. They were trying to get that game through, low scoring, fluky goal, not really have it be a trade back and forth. And the moment they had to open things up a little bit because they were down by a goal, wheels fell off, Sabres scored five in a row and looked unstoppable. Uh, It started all, too, with a little bit of luck. In fact, a lot of luck. One, if I, maybe I don't want to qualify Craig Anderson as luck. little goalie luck on the night. We could go for that every once in a while. How often do the Sabres get uh, to be in a game because of their goaltender carrying them through? And that is exactly what happened in the first two periods, especially the first period. Craig Anderson was dynamite in this game. It is his first shutout with the Buffalo Sabres. 40 saves. Uh, I think I had that right. First shutout in, uh, with the Sabres. I saw it on Twitter. I should have double-checked it. The 40 saves on 40 shots. An incredible effort 
by him. Some really nice saves, too. Some spectacular saves. And the Kings had a couple of opportunities on the power play that I could not believe did not find the back of the net. Velarde had one right on the doorstep with a wide-open net that didn't get executed. There was another one, I believe it was in the early... No, maybe it was in the late second period. And forgive me, I don't remember which Kings player it was. He had the puck on the other doorstep, wide open net, and Dalene got his stick in the lane at the last second and was able to deflect it away. So the Kings easily could have been up in that game 2-0, and then they would have been able to play the game they wanted to play, which was sit back, play conservative, park the bus, and win that game 2-0. But with the Sabres getting the first goal, it changed the entire outcome of the game. And the Sabres got their first goal on the power play at 5-on-3. And it was a great shot. Listen, you got a little bit of help with from the referees there and the Kings kind of playing on discipline all night. You get a five on three for 20 seconds and it went perfectly. Could not have drew it up better. Dylan Cousins wins the faceoff right off the hop. It goes right to Tage Thompson who comes right down the middle. He's got an, when Tage Thompson's got an open wrist shot from the mid slot, not even the high slot, the mid slot. Guy's going to score it every time. You can't stop that shot right now. So Thompson from that spot unbeatable and the Sabres end up you know they're not been a great face-off team overall on the season they go 35 and 35 uh, on the night and that was one face-off that was hugely important Sabres go three for six on the power play by the way and we'll get to that as we go here second goal by the Sabres was by Victor Olofsson and a nice little shift there by the Olofsson Rasmus Asplund and Tyson Jost line Uh, a nice little you know, work around by Jost. Asplin head up, vision, sees Olofsson in the middle, and Olofsson with that quick turn, and he's able to wrist it between the five-hole of Phoenix Copley of the Kings, their backup goaltender who was between the pipes on the night. So a good goal by Olofsson. That was his 13th of the year. By the way, Thompson scored his 22nd of the year right before that. And then, prettiest goal of the night? Maybe we'll debate that. Maybe it's either this one or that one-timer that we're about to get to with Thompson a little bit later. The give and go by Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka for J.J. Paterka's seventh goal of the season, puts Quinn's 11th assist. What a give and go. I mean, for Paterka to feather that pass through Drew Doughty to Jack Quinn right on the tape, this dude has got insane vision and an incredible ability to pass the puck. Paterka is such a good playmaker. And then Quinn, good pass. You know, sometimes... Guys get criticized for making one too many passes. I'm never going to be that guy. One too many passes is fine. That That is a scoring opportunity as much as a bad angle shot. And this one would have been a good angle shot from Quinn, but he knows if I shoot this right now, you know, maybe I got a 50-50 shot of scoring. He also knows if I get this pass back through to Paterka, it's in. It's automatic in. He's got the whole net. He's right on the doorstep. He's going to score that goal. And Quinn takes that risk, and he puts it across the ice. It's right on the tape, and Paterka is able to bury it. Third, The fourth goal. And by the way, at this point, I am there at the game with my dad, my uncle, and my cousin. And I turned to them at one point and said, oh, like after two, after it was 2 nothing, I said, only five more in reference to what, what one of my bets of the night was on yesterday's show, which was, over six and a half goals in this game. And of course, zero, zero after 40 minutes, I gave up on it long ago after two, nothing and three, nothing. I'm kind of joking about it. Then it's four, nothing Alex Tuck 14th of the year on the power play, a nice little turn in the slot as, as he regathers the puck and a pretty nice power play after moving it. And Tuck is able to put it 
low blocker and in. Nice goal by him, uh, assisted by Tage Thompson, 21st assist of the year, and Dylan Cousins. All right, 4 nothing. Well, I'm like, okay. Now my cousin's going, my cousin Eric's going, only three more. Only three more, and I now I'm thinking he's kidding. I'm like, yeah, probably not happening here. What do we got? You had five minutes and 30 seconds left when that happened. Less than two minutes later. Do I have that math right? Yeah, I think less than two minutes later. Thompson, again, on the power play. The refs kept calling penalties. They didn't swallow their whistles. Thompson on the one-timer. Maybe this was the prettiest goal of the night because there is nothing more beautiful in the sport right now than watching Tage Thompson raise his stick to the heavens and clap down on that puck at 100 miles per hour. This shot, a little, uh, a little, we're lagging a little bit, Tage. Only 95.8 miles per hour on this one. Uh, but Thompson unloads from an open one-timer on the power play. I'm surprised the net didn't burst into flames immediately. His 23rd of the year, Darlene and Tuck on the, with the assists. Now it's 5 nothing, And now I'm really starting to take the idea of the over seriously. Because now I've got three and a half minutes left, and I need two goals. The problem is the Kings are so far behind I know I'm probably not going to get an empty netter. So I've either got to root against a Craig Anderson shutout, and I don't want to do that, or Sabres got to find a way to get these two. And I'm finally like, okay, maybe this happens. And by the way, over six and a half goals by one team after 0-0 through two periods, it would have been one of the greatest betting comebacks of all time. Krebs scores at 18:33, minute 27 to go. And this is a nice goal. This is Olsen, actually. You know, the Kings maybe have given up a little bit at this point. I wonder in a competitive game if Olsen's able to make this play. But he drives to the net, puts his shoulder down. It's got power forward move from Victor Olsen. That's why I'm not expecting that a whole lot from him. But it's a nice play. Drives the shoulder, gets to the middle of the ice. The puck goes to the middle, and Krebs is able to bury it for his third goal of the year. And, by the way, his third goal in his last four games, assisted by Olsen and Asplund. Now it's six to nothing. And I know, oh my God, I got 90 seconds here. I need one more. And I'm still not rooting for a, a spoil of Anderson's shutout. So I need a Sabre goal here. One to hit the over. And I had one last opportunity. In fact, my cousin Eric, one of his last comments on this was, this is it. I had one more chance. It was like a two-on-two coming down with Paterka and Quinn. And they were going. They were trying to score. And there was under a minute to play. And I think I knew right in that moment. This is it. If they don't score here, then that's it. And I believe, if I remember the play right, Quinn got a shot attempt that was deflected away, uh, and it went to the side, and that was it. So, uh, you know what? Two for three on my bets yesterday. I said Tage Thompson over uh, three and a half shots on goal, and he ended up with five. And I said Dylan Cousins to record a point, and he had two assists. Three assists, actually, in the game. So, an awesome night to be uh, in the arena. Um you know, not a terrible crowd for a for a uh, a Tuesday night. It's not a good crowd, but you know what? Sixty eight percent. We're taking baby steps here. Sixty eight percent capacity on a Tuesday night against an opponent that's not necessarily a marquee opponent in the LA Kings. No superstar player. Sixty eight percent. All right, fine. And it was energized in that building in the third period. The first two periods was kind of a snooze fest. That's kind of what the Kings wanted to do to the Sabers. So, anyways, fun game. Lots of goals. And the Sabres continue to show that they can score with the best of them. Nobody in the league wants to trade goals with the Sabres right now. There, How many teams right now, if I were to look through the entire league, 
as currently constructed. How many teams can go up and down the ice with the Sabres, trade goals, play that style of hockey? Toronto, I think, can do it. Colorado went healthy, but Nathan McKinnon's not healthy. So not Colorado. I'd give Edmonton that, even though they've had their struggles this year. Just McDavid and Drysdale, you have to give them. So Edmonton can do it. Um, Boston can do it. I, New Jersey? New Jersey. I got to give it to New Jersey. They've been incredible this year. New Jersey can do it. And Dallas. I'm going to stop on Dallas. That's five. I, I'm, I'm struggling to get more. Maybe if you want to go Vegas or you want to go, that's probably the end of the list. So five or six teams max. Most of the league cannot play the style of hockey the Sabres want to play night in and night out. And that makes them a dangerous team because they can, if they get going, they're going to blow you out. And that is representative in their goal differential. Goal differential, I think, is a pretty valuable way of looking at how good a team is. It's pretty elementary. It's not necessarily an advanced number by any means. But Sabres are plus 12 on the season. And given that their record is 13, 14, and 2, that should tell you a lot about how often they are blowing teams out because they are that dangerous. And they've done it now twice in a week. They've done it a bunch of times throughout the season. And they did this is the second time, by the way, in a week they've done it in one period. One period. They're scoring six goals. It's incredible. Uh, so more on that game coming up. Uh, also, some stats on the black and red. Love it. You're going to love it. Trust me. If you're a black and red, Stan, you're going to love these stats. And then thirdly, I got a thing on Ovechkin coming your way in a little bit here. On the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase, we are brought to you by BetOnline. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college bowl season, basketball, the FIFA World Cup is winding down. They've got it all for you at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Uh, all right. Sabres win six to nothing over the LA Kings. Couple of stats for you. Uh, starting with the Sabres players' stats as a whole this year. They now have five players that are over one point per game. Five guys are averaging over a point a game for an over 82-point pace. Tage Thompson now leads the way after two goals and an assist against L.A. 23 goals, 21 assists, 44 points in 29 games played. Rasmus Dahlin, second on the list, 33 points, nine goals and 24 assists in 28 games played. Alex Tuck, 14 goals now for him, 16 assists and 30 points. I think there might be a little bit of regression coming for Alex Tuck. He is right now shooting at a 17.7% shooting percentage. And his career average is 10.6%. So I think the goal scoring is going to come down a little bit, but he is absolutely on his way to a career year. Thompson is also, by the way, at over 17%, but I'm not willing to say he will regress. We don't have enough sample on Thompson in this version of himself to really know, uh, I think what his, what his number is going to end up being on that front for his career. Jeff Skinner, 32 points in 27 games on pace to smash a career high of 63 points, uh, 13 goals for him. Uh, how about Dylan cousins, the fifth player averaging over a point a game. Now after a multi-point night, 10 goals, 
and 20 assists in 29 games played. And the couple of rookies, by the way, are starting to really put up the numbers. Jack Quinn, six goals, 11 assists. That's 17 points in 24 games played. And for how he started, it's pretty incredible that he has been able to put up those numbers to where now he is sitting on uh, 17 points, right? Was it 17 points? And he had none in his first four games. So if I could just do some quick math here, bear with me for a moment. Uh, Jack Quinn is 17 points in his last 20 games. Pretty good. Just barely below a point per game. Other stat for you. The Buffalo Sabres have now played three games in their black and red Goatheads. And in those three games, the Buffalo Sabres are 3-0, and and they are outshooting their opponents 18-5. to Ripping them up. The Goathead cannot be beaten. It is unstoppable. You cannot beat the Sabres when they are wearing black and red. They should be wearing these jerseys until they lose. Wear, wear, play the hot jerseys. Play the hot unis. They have not lost in those jerseys in 16 years. Keep wearing them. Don't take them off. And they're going to keep wearing them. They're, they've got like nine games left, I think, wearing those black and red jerseys. So I don't know what the next one is off the top of my head, but I know that the, it's not too far away. So anyways, black and red. Keep it going. One more time out here. When we come back, I got a quick word on Alex Ovechkin. We'll be, we'll be talking more and more about Ovechkin, I think, uh, in the next year or two. Uh, and I'll tell you why. When we come back here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Welcome back, Lockdown Sabres. Joe DiBiase, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Great win. Sabres 6-0 over the LA Kings. And if you are wondering, the Sabres now sit with a plus 12 goal differential. That is a better goal differential than the Capitals, than the Rangers, the Islanders, who are in playoff spots, the Carolina Hurricanes. Better goal differential than the Colorado Avalanche, the defending Stanley Cup champs. Better than the LA Kings, who they just beat. Better than the Oilers. Better than the Wild. Better than a lot of teams. But 28 points, 28 points in 29 games. That is seven points back of a playoff spot. Now they do have a game in hand over both of those teams. We're starting with games in hand here, but they also have four teams in between themselves and the next playoff team, Washington, Detroit, Florida, and Montreal. Speaking of Washington, Alex Ovechkin scores a hat trick on Tuesday night against Chicago. That means he now has 800 career goals. Only the third player in NHL history to record 800 career goals. Gordie Howe with 801, the second all-time, number one all-time, Wayne Gretzky with 894. And it is becoming clearer and clearer to everybody. Ovechkin is going to break this record. Not just Howe, he's going to do that maybe the next time he plays. That's He only needs one goal to get to second all-time. Ovechkin is going to break Gretzky's record. It's going to happen. He is 94 goals away from tying the record. He is 95 goals away from breaking the record. And as of this moment, Alex Ovechkin is on pace for 50 goals this season. So he's already got 21. And if he gets to 50, so let's just say I give him 30 more point goals this year, 30 more goals. He will be 64 away from the record. He's probably not going to break that in one year. In fact, it'd be stunning. The only year he's had over 60 goals was in 2008, 2007, 2008 at 65. So he's only done that once where he's at 60 plus. Now, 
Could he score 50 again? Sure. Could he score 40 again? Sure. He's on pace to score 50 this year. But we are tracking towards Ovi playing out this year, playing out next year at age 38, and then very early on in his age 39 season, which would be the 2024-25 season, which might seem like a distant memory, but it's really not that far away. He'll break it somewhere early in that season. And for me, it will be the most impressive thing I have ever seen in hockey in my lifetime. Ovechkin breaking that record is the most impressive thing I will ever see in this sport. And I think he is absolutely going to do it. And I bet it two years ago at Bet Online, our partners, that he would do it. They've been holding my bet for a couple of years. I'm cashing in. Uh, it come uh, 20, fall of 2024. He's going to break it. And you, there's plenty of different arguments you can make here from what the goaltending was when Gretzky faced it from Ovechkin losing a full year to a lockout, another half year to a lockout and two half years to COVID. He's lost like three full seasons. That's terrible math. I'm betting, but he's lost all these games due to, to factors outside of his ability. He has stayed healthy. He has, he has been the most consistent goal scorer of our lifetimes scoring 50 plus goals, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This would be 10 in a row if he does it this year. 10 times total. 10 50 goal seasons. The, the man is unbelievable. Playing that way in this era. When goalies actually know what they are doing. So good for Ovechkin to get to 800. Good for him and that he's going to break Gordie Howe's record. And I cannot wait until he breaks Wayne Gretzky's record. And Gretzky, by the way, has talked about this recently. And he has said, and kudos to Gretzky, you know, he's got respect for Ovechkin. They know each other. So this isn't a surprise, but Gretzky said that when Ovi starts getting really close, Gretzky's going to start following him around. He's going to go to the games in Washington. He's going to go to Ovechkin's road games. He wants to be there the night that Ovi passes him as a sort of passing of the torch. Um, so really cool by the great one. And uh, we got to start calling. We got the great one. We got the great eight. That's going to be an awesome moment. I can't wait till it happens. I know it's a long ways away, but every time he scores now, I'm like, oh, one goal closer. Rooting for Ovechkin. As hard as anything in the sport right now, I am rooting for Alexander Ovechkin. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. The Sabres schedule coming up. So you know what you got coming for you. Tomorrow night against the Colorado Avalanche. That is a 9 o'clock puck drop. So we got Sabres after dark beginning. And then Saturday night against the Arizona Coyotes before they get to Vegas on Monday to face the Golden Knights, and they will then return home. They are not home, by the way, till Friday, December 23rd at 7 o'clock. So that's going to do it for us today on Locked on Sabres, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now, going to make your second listen, Locked on Sports today. From the take of the day, biggest stories of the day, big game recaps, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.